you want to do the, you want to do the honors or what honors? Why? Well, hey. Welcome back to the Daily Blue Podcast. This is. Now you can go ahead. It's all yours. All right. I think you do it better. I, hate I, myself. I think you did a great one last time. The, Does it have to be Dwight that intro? I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't mean we don't have, have to. We can just say I can just do this right now. I'm reticent. Is that right? Like I can I can fade in on this like right literally right now, and we can just go. This is the Terribly Vex podcast with me, Justin, and Joshua Branson. That's you. Are you doing it right now? That's it. We're done. That that little bit of an intro is over. Fantastic. All right. I'm glad that's over with. Yeah. Let's just get let's just get to it. This is gonna be a longer one, I think. Yeah. <sighs> well, this is your baby. Well. Let's uh, how about let's just start off. Let me ask you a question. Shoot. How was your week? Great. All right. As great as it can be. I'm still alive from the vaccine. Yeah, you are. Arm you is are. no longer sore. That's good. All right. Anything notable? In my in your life that own you want personal that, that we can discuss before we get into this. Mm, let me think about that for just a sec. No, I don't think so. <laughs> All right. I don't think there's anything. Uh, anything going on? Well, all right then. That I'd like to mention here. Fair enough. I get that. All hey, right. Uh, well, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, what are we going to be talking about in this episode? That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> We're going to talk about the aerial school encounter. Ooh. UFOs. Aliens. Yeah. All kinds of weird, wacky stuff. This is this is the one that was in Zimbabwe. How do you? Was it Ruwa? Rua Zimbabwe. Rua. I think you roll the R. Rua. Yeah. There you go. Rua Zimbabwe. Yeah. Which I had. I had some info here on the exact location. It's right out. It's about twenty miles. Miles. A lot of kilometer talk in this, but I'm going to stick with <laughs> a lot of American metric. measurements We're going, here. Oh, okay. We're not going to go metric. We can try. I just don't know it. Meters. Kilometers. We didn't convert prior to. No. Anyways, yeah, it's, so it's near the, the capital of Harare or Harar. I've heard it pronounced two different ways. I don't know. It's It was at the Aerial Primary School, correct? Correct. I saw you looking at notes like uh, like you were double-checking. No, I don't have those notes in front of me oh, now. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I'm glad you're setting the scene here. Yeah. Which is good. It, it, it was, I uh, believe... As we're not doing a video with our with our podcast we, we need to sort of describe the layout i think of the school would be a good idea and right s- which we will when we get into that here in just a minute but yeah so this was a primary school younger i think students. the age ranges were uh what five to twelve five to twelve and there were 62 of them that were involved with this encounter roughly i've seen a couple of different numbers on that too but roughly about 60 60 uh, to 65 yeah let's say but 62 is a number I see popping up more than. And this was a mass not. UFO sighting. Oh, yeah. Um, as I'm looking at my notes here, if I can just inject for a moment. Do it. Something real quick. Um, it's the mass sighting is, uh, I think, more believable than 100%. an individual sighting. And uh, the age ranges we're looking at here, mm-hmm. 5 to 12. They didn't really have a background in uh, trying to get their little 15 minutes of fame. They weren't thinking in terms of like, uh, hey, we need to uh, all come up with a little plan here and a little story and uh, concoct something for the... uh, They had no reason to, really. So yeah, like the mass sightings, when you have those, you could have a person over here and a person over here. They don't even know each other, but they're seeing or reporting on the same thing. I think that's... uh, 
yeah a more interesting um case to look at if one we're going to start looking at the ufo stuff for sure and this and you're one, the ufo guy well you keep saying that you are people are going to think that i'm some genius but i'm not <laughs> at all that you're in this so deep yeah i'm not a, i'm not one of those those wackos that you know just constantly excuse me they're just constantly looking into this but i'm glad you it interests um, me yeah and i'm glad you brought this one up first too because like you know i'm not really ufo guy but uh, this one is just really unique. Uh, yeah. It's it's a tough one to argue. Very like, much so. To, there's yeah. no reason, it, like you said, no reason it would be faked. Why these children would lie about everything that happened. They have no motivation to do this whatsoever. Except for one, which I'll get to later. And maybe it has something to do with my final thought as well. I have a Justin's fi- final thought. I have Justin's final thought written down. On this, it's ready to go, and we'll save that for the end—a little tease. But uh, <laughs> anyways, let's 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 just let's just get on. To wait, the, wait, 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 wait. The story. Uh, what? Hold that, just one sec. Yeah. Uh, so you brought this one up to me. Uh, the, this was like last fall, I guess. Right? It was when you first mentioned it to me. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to get this. I got a few points I want to get out of the way. Okay. Before we get rolling on this, and um. So I would say probably like November, December of last year. And uh, I thought, you know, because I'm not UFO guy, but I was like, okay, I'll look into this, right? Again, I'm not UFO guy. If somebody were going to start looking into UFO stories, I would tell them, I would say go for this one first because it is so uh, unique. You know, you don't get a lot of uh, where you have children all recounting the same story. Uh, like this, I mean, if you if you're thinking about like adults, they may have motivation to come up with a little mm-hmm. a little fanciful tale to get their 15 minutes of fame because a lot exactly. of people do that. Even legitimate researchers look at these, you know, and they say, you know, out of so many stories, these were probably fake, but these were unique, these were real, these, you know. So this one's this is one of those where it's you know if you're going to look into UFOs, I would start with the aerial school. Uh, I'd start with this podcast. Oh, for sure. Because <laughs> we we dug deep on this one. Yeah. And uh, but like so, you mentioned it, and then like a few months ago, uh, Joe Rogan's podcast. I think it was one five seven four. He had a guy on by the name of James Fox, who may have done that documentary yeah. that you were looking at. Uh, yep, I just watched it. It's called the Phenomenon. They he was going to do a whole documentary just on this, the aerial. Yeah, school. But uh, did you listen to that podcast on Joe Rogan? I did not. I thought I it was all like clips of it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. Yeah, I just I was the one part. I think that one of the clips is on YouTube where he was talking with uh, the director of that documentary and Jacques Vallée, mm-hmm. French guy, who is a computer scientist, a an astronomer, and he is also in, of course, to uh, UFO research as well. Mm-hmm. Um. They, I just thought it was weird. You mentioned that like last fall, and then Joe Rogan's got the podcast where this guy's doing this documentary on the thing because I'd never heard of it. Yeah, it's a like you said, and it was uh, he said like in '97, so this would have been like what three years three after years. the thing happened. He tried to get a hold of Spielberg, and Spielberg directed him, huh? Oh, to this particular case. He wouldn't do the interview because you know he's Steven Spielberg, and this guy was a nobody. 
and he wouldn't interview him for whatever it was he was doing at the time. Right. And so he, he sent him to this one, the aerial school case, and said, you need to look into this one. And I just thought that was really weird that there's kind of this aerial, aerial school stuff kind of, they're talking about it again after all these years. Because? And had, you ta- had you seen anything prior to like when you mentioned it, like when I, we were talking about doing a, a, an episode on UFO stuff, had you like seen anything or is this just one that you've just... This is just one I knew about. And like you said, it's like one of the best ones to go to. It's very, it's hard to... It really is. It's hard to see how this could not be real. Something happened. Something definitely happened for sure. Yeah. But... So anyway, I just wanted to mention that, you know, Joe Rogan podcast, he did have... Uh, this guy on there and they were talking about this and it's just yeah. it's it is it is probably i would say top five for sure i mean it's up there with the uh, i guess betty and barney hill and mm-hmm. some of the other bigger ones where you yeah. know and this isn't the only school one there's a few there's actually a lot of other ones but this really is the, this is the one this is the biggest one for sure because there was like direct contact with a, a being of some sort there's one in westall westall australia it was pretty much it was very similar they, to this one. I think they mentioned that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I've been like a hundred students or something like that saw it. Yeah. Saw these craft. And I think landed. that one was three hundred actually. Three hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I just saw that one just before we today, just this yeah. morning. Yeah. But there was no contact with a with another being of some sort. They was just they just saw the craft and it wasn't like land. this. Yeah. Not like. And this one is creepy all. as hell. It it needs to be said that this is creepy and weird and there's just so much yeah. that's just like. Uh, like I said, if you're not into it, start with this one. And there's a lot of information out there about mm-hmm. it. A lot of a lot of big names in this one too, for sure. A lot of Harvard. There's a Harvard psychiatrist guy, psychologist, Doctor John psychologist, Mac. John E. Mack. We'll talk about him Johnny. here. In a little bit. I had to do it. I'm sorry, <laughs> Johnny boy. Yeah, we'll talk about him and unfortunate the unfortunate what happened to him too. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, yeah, so this one, and w- before we get into like the actual day that this happened, this is which happened on September sixteenth, nineteen ninety four. But for days prior, in Zimbabwe, there were hundreds of sightings. There were like, there's you can go online and you can see video of these craft, these orbs and lights flying over Zimbabwe. There was a lot going on. Yeah. Prior to the big event, this event exactly. So something like I don't know where they just flying around, like looking for a place to land, looking for the right people to talk to, making their presence known. Exactly, getting everybody a little creeped out. <laughs> Maybe so. I don't know. The point is though, that's you know that there was a lot going on just prior to the school, yeah, uh, incident. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's uh, there was a lot happening at that point. Yeah. So like I said, this was September sixteenth. I'm just gonna go ahead. I'm just gonna give a, a quick little rundown, real quick. Should I, I do need, that? I think we need that. Just a quick rundown. September sixteenth, nineteen ninety four, around ten fifteen a.m. in Rua, Rua, Zimbabwe. You've got it now. Aerial Primary School. These children were out on their uh, their mid morning break, and I I came across this also. Zimbabwe, 10.15 a.m., September, 91 degrees, all right, all right, already. <laughs> Can you believe that? A little warm. God. 
Anyway, so they're out there futzing around, playing around, doing whatever they're doing. Meanwhile, in the school, you got all the teachers. Every teacher was in a staff meeting. It was the 90s. Nobody, nobody's watching these kids in Zimbabwe. It's back in the good old days. Yeah. So, anyways. Except for uh, some lady working in the well, what's I, called the tuck shop. The tuck shop. Which is like a little store a little for the kids s- to yes. buy drinks and whatnot. Yeah, snacks. She sweets. was the only one that was near them, I guess. Yeah. I guess she was one of the students' mothers. I also read that. I don't know if that's true or not, but I I read that somewhere. They end up running to her first, too, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they see, in what I've, what I've read the most, three silvery metallic... I've, all, I've read disc-shaped, but I also, more often than not, round ships, orbs, craft, flying around in the sky. And they, and they do would, lots of drawings too. So mm-hmm. there's uh, the drawings are all pretty close. Yeah, I mean they all. It's all some type of what you would say a flying saucer looks like for yeah, sure. Yeah, the ultimate. Yeah. yeah, ultimately they all look the same, like a flying saucer. Which yeah, you would, yeah, yep. And they would. So these things, there were three of them. They were just flying around the sky, and they would just disappear out of nowhere, and then poop, pop right back up somewhere else in the sky. Usually with a flash of red light. That was the most witnesses said that. Yeah. Red lights, right? Like if they were, um, I don't know if it was like windows or some sort of like portals on the side of the craft, and they were sort of running parallel to the electricity lines too. I read that as well that they were sort of the big ones, like yeah, yeah, like those are those pylons. What those are called? So not to be mistaken with like some sort of like uh, asteroid or comet or yeah, yeah, (laughs) just kind of zipping through the atmosphere there. Yeah, they were controlled. By something for sure. Then, comfy. Yeah. From what I stretch, man. Yeah, stretch Stretch it it out. out. Get stiff. Yeah. Then uh, looked like then these so these children are looking at these. At this point, a few of them, few the younger ones, they just they ran ran away immediately. They were a little scared. I think at one point in one of the interviews with John E. Mack with the kids, she said it sounded like someone was playing a flute. Yeah, several like, so of them they said sound, that. Yeah, so they sounded odd, like these things are zipping around. A flute. She yeah, said a the flute. flute. A flute. But yeah, several of the kids, because they and they would ask him what the sound was, because uh, like you can go on YouTube and watch clips of the interviews uh, that they got when the kids were little. Yeah. As it happened, within like, I guess he went there within like a few months. I think I saw some somewhere it was like December when he showed up. Yeah. And he happened to just be going there for another reason. Well, he was there. I'll tell you why. He was there in South Africa. Correcting me on air. No, no, no. I'm giving you more info. (laughs) I know. He was there investigating an abduction. Oh, okay. Actually, I believe it was some type. I couldn't get any great details. It was some type of alien rape that happened. And he was going to go investigate that. Terrifying. And he just happened to be over there. Coincidence? You tell me. I don't know. Okay. But, uh, yeah, and this guy... Probably not. And this guy, John... And I'll, I'll post some links in the uh, description so you can see these videos if you want. He's talking to these kids. Well, let's, let's get back to that later. Because we're going to come back to... Right? We're going to come back to Cynthia Hind. We're going to start talking about her. Yeah, sorry we... We're, I'm just, I, we're jumping, so much information. We're jumping ahead here. There's so much information. Yeah. So, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, these things, they're following those power lines, right? Three of them. Possibly four. Pretty sure it was just three. They all looked as though they were going to 
they were lowering, descending, if you will, to the playground. <laughs> and uh, so these kids are the ones that didn't run away. They're still watching. They're like, "What the hell is that?" That's my accent. And uh, it's pretty good. Thank you. Two of them start backing off, as though they they sensed the fear. They were like, "Oh, maybe three is a little much." So only one, about three hundred feet away. What's that? About a hundred yards. Yeah. See, football field. There's a there's an area right next to the playground. That's like it's, it's all overgrown. I believe it was, it was gum trees and like thorn bushes and. That's where the that's where the the known earth monsters live: snakes, spiders, right. God knows what else, lions. And they knew, the children they knew not to go there. So they, there was no fence, which is weird. Yeah, you'd think, you know, those wild animals, Africa, wild animals, there would be some type of safety. Anyway, next to a, a children's playground area. Yeah, yeah. But I guess they sense. just they put the fear of God in them. And they knew not to go over there. But anyways, this is where those this is where the one that kept descending decided to land. Or hovered. Very close to the ground. No you know, there's no 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 positive info on that. It's one or the other. Six inches from the ground or it landed. Either way. I think I read that they did like get some soil samples, but yeah. I don't think anything was weird about yeah. what they you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't think anything was strange about the samples that they got. So yeah. I think it may have just hovered there mm-hmm. above the ground. Yeah, and they, I know they came back later after this and did like uh, Geiger counter readings and all that, on, and there was no radiation. That was, But that's not always the case. Sometimes there are strange readings, right? From 100%. Not yeah. this one, but... Not this one. But I also did hear something about this one. Dead ants. Yes. But I only read that in one thing. I, didn't, I couldn't find anything else official to about that. Uh, so i don't know verify that like yeah. another source i did see that too crap sorry I hit it's the okay it happens I had to scratch itch yeah. on my nose scratch the beat <laughs> <laughs> all right but yeah so you just saw that you just saw that too just about the dead ants Nothing. lots of dead ants around yeah so that's a little strange yeah but you know what are you gonna do yeah, so there's that piece of feral land. There's the open area where the kids are. And this thing is landing over there in this scrubby, brushy area. Mm-hmm. So the ones that stayed and kept watching, they ran over there to investigate some of the older kids. And uh, they get there. They're looking at this thing. And out of the top, this out of the top of this craft, a little guy emerges, Right? About three feet, three feet tall. About a meter in height, yeah. Whatever. For the, our metric listeners. Yeah. And uh, anyways, he comes out. He's wearing what they say. He's wearing a skin-tight black suit, three feet tall. All of their descriptions are the same. Exactly the same. He's about three feet tall, long black hair, long, slender neck, and very large eyes. Black eyes, like like dolls' eyes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> and they all say slanted eyes too. Yeah, their eyes. They all make a point to say that his eyes slant like inwards. Inwards. Yeah. So a very not your typical like uh, alien, your gray sort of description. Yeah, a little little different. 
a little different. Yeah, and hair. I've never heard of an alien with hair with a hairdo. <laughs> no, I haven't either. That's yeah. <laughs> like a little uh, yeah, yeah, mullet type just thing. Put, put, pop some. All right, guys, I'm going out. Pop some gel in real quick. Let me <laughs> slick this back. Yeah, but uh, and then he, one of the kids said he looked like Michael Jackson. <laughs> so well, he's moonwalking off this. this. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> so, anyways, <laughs> he moonwalks off of this thing onto the ground, which it, it's funny. Moonwalk. <laughs> You right? Well, I had the same kind of like vision of this greasy haired little cool. Yeah. <laughs> they, those were those weren't his eyes. Those are those are just sunglasses. He has giant shades on. Little, like jumpsuit on like Yeah. Yeah. Bedazzled. <laughs> but it's sure as shit. That's what he was that's what they all described him as. Yeah. Very weird. So, I mean Maybe they were just having some some type of a hallucination. I know those power <laughs> a mass lines. hallucination. Yeah. But uh, what happened here? Oh yeah, he speaking of moonwalk. He got off this craft and jumped onto the ground, and like he's just, it's and then at this point he's just walking around. They say he just walked around. <laughs> you just are you picturing a moonwalk? I got the giggles now. Yeah, yeah. with this thing, it's a moonwalking alien. Jesus. No, but they said that he this this one. There's two of them to get out, but this this first one, he, Josh is still he's having a fit over here. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. This is a serious story. I know, I know. No, I'm. It's okay. I'm crunked. I'm sorry. Yeah, he has right now. Before he gets out of the ship, he's at his like you know he's backstage in his dressing room with the <laughs> lights and them around the mirror, getting his hair done. <laughs> Glitter and yeah, it's all glittered up. Yep, lipstick, moon boots. Well, here's the thing, though. Did you read this part? When he's at, so he he gets down. He's it, he doesn't even realize the kids are there. He's just walking around, looking at like the ground, looking at the trees. Like he's inspecting the vegetation. And they said these kids. They said he walked <laughs> around as if he was walking on the moon. <laughs> right. Like gravity wasn't affecting him the way it affects us. I did not read that. He's moonwalking. He's really moonwalking. Yeah, yeah. So. Sorry. It's okay. I'll pull it back together here in just a minute. Yeah. Hey, you're Which good. Is, I'm laughing at this, but the the thing was is all the kids were absolutely terrified. When they yeah. came back, and if you watch the interviews, when they're giving their interviews, they are terrified. I'm oh, laughing yeah. my ass off, but they were scared to death of this thing for the you, most part. You would not have been laughing if you were there. No. No, I wouldn't have been. Oh man! All right. Well, he's moonwalking. He's moonwalking around, inspecting the vegetation, like he's you know on some mission just to do that, right? Meanwhile, the kids look over at the craft again. Second little fella comes out, looks exactly the same. He or she immediately sees the kids, right? So it it notices these children, and they're all there at this point. You now yeah. you have. All ages between like five and twelve ish, roughly. Yeah, and they're all sixty plus of them are standing there. Yeah, watching and this, and they're close. They're very close, like within arm's reach. Some of them. Yeah. So, so this one looks at the kids, and that this at, at this point, the other one realizes what's happening. That this this crowd of children is watching a moonwalk, and so he sees them. I guess in a panic, bink disappears, gone, just vanishes and then him or or another one that looks just like him comes out from behind the craft 
That's just sitting there. So odd, right? And then I was I very. So this is part where I get I get a little confused. Is it the one that noticed him first that started staring at him, or is it the one that came out from behind the ship? Yeah, I don't know. Some of that was kind of uh, yeah, I got, hard to even from the uh, quotes. From yeah, trying to figure out what that was. Yeah. So one of them just gets really close to these kids again within arm's reach, and he's just staring at them. These large black eyes that they said rugby ball shaped. Yeah, that was a common huge description. eyes. Yeah, slick back hair. Yeah, gelled. <laughs> and uh, Paul Mitchell and uh, jumpsuit. Yeah. And then it, then they started getting these visions, the kids. This is the really weird part mm-hmm. because all of their, again, with the um, descriptions and with the way of the things happened, all of them received uh, these weird telepathic mm-hmm. images and messages. Yeah, and it showed like disaster, pretty much the end of the world, just chaos. Pretty much right? lots of nature. um mm-hmm. And uh, sort of like the the bad direction that we were going as a species with our technology, right? Pretty much, it was a, they took it as a warning that we are not taking care of this planet very well, and that we need to cool it with our technology. I would agree like with them. We're, we're, I think one of them said we we went down a bad road, and we're continuing still on to it, go still down on it to this day. Right, that was uh, many years ago. Yeah, and we're still. Clearly going the wrong direction. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, keep in mind, again, the whole time, these are kids that are coming mm-hmm. up with this, that are getting this message. Yeah, and then, uh, so they see, they see these visions. They're getting even more scared than they already are. Because at that point, these things hop back in the ship. Thing, thing takes off. Yeah, like I, I read several places, like they... Couldn't really, like, did it fly away or did it just blink out of... Yeah, it was kind of... So I don't know which yeah. was going on, what was happening there. It could, it, Both things could happen. Either, I mean, and either way. Still terrifying. It's, yeah, it's very scary. We're assuming their technology is far more advanced. Eh, I don't know. <laughs> if they were able to yeah. do that. Maybe not, right? Yeah. I just had a just had a picture in my head of a little little mini Elon Musk flying that thing around. <laughs> Could be, but uh, uh, their version, these people. Yeah, so this thing takes off, and they just start. Some of them are crying. Some of them are just and like the the time of this the amount of time this encounter. Uh, I've read just what a few minutes about fifteen minutes is what I heard at most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Possibly From even less. The whole thing. Yeah, yeah, the whole It was a pretty quick deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, so they then they all started hauling ass back to the school. And like I said, all, all the teachers, all the adults, except for one. They're having a, a teacher's meeting or staff something. Staff meeting, yeah. And they're, you know, they're probably talking about, I was trying to think of a good joke there. I had nothing. I went it's okay. it went nowhere in my head. I was hoping to have something good anyways. I think they could hear the kids, but they just assumed it was normal play. I think I read that too. Like mm-hmm. they were just heard the kids out there and just assumed it was normal play. Of course, you know, kid like a bunch of kids on the playground, they're screaming and yelling, you know. Yeah. So then so then, you know, they start hearing well, first they ran to the woman at the tuck shop. Yep. The sweets the sweet store. And she didn't believe him. She thought this was some elaborate ruse 
for them for like a distraction. They wanted to distract her so someone could sneak in the back and grab some of them candy bars. But that was not the case. <laughs> so all the teachers then they started hearing this and then uh you know, they started asking what happened, what happened, they started crying, you know, telling them all this stuff. They didn't believe them, obviously. Why would you? That's crazy. Right? It's nuts. Would you believe them? Bunch of crazy these meddling kids. Well, it'd be like, you know, like, all right, I think we need to go out there and see what's going on. Yeah. Uh, this is a little strange. Well, I think you, I think you had been more upset. They just went where they weren't supposed to go, first and foremost. <laughs> <They> be, <laughs> you little bastards. The totalitarian yeah. dictator that I am. Yeah. I would have, yeah. What were you doing over there? <laughs> wait, wait, excuse me, where were you? <laughs> where did you say you were? Yeah, they would have, uh, had to go out there and see what's going on, because especially, I mean, they'd never done that before or since that particular day. Yeah. So you'd have been like, okay, I'm going to go out here and see what's going on. Yep. And I think they did, right? They did go they out did. there. And yeah, and, and obviously nothing was there. And uh, then this started getting, you know, some, some news coverage. Oh, hang on one second. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I've got some quotes uh, just from that day. I was going to read through a few of those. Yeah. So I guess this is from some of the teachers. One of the teachers had said, we just heard them screaming and screaming. A child cannot make that up. Another would offer... I was very skeptical in the beginning, and that while they believed the children had seen something, quote, they sought a more rational explanation, as anybody would, I guess, initially. Who knows? Maybe they thought they were playing a little game with them or something, right? Yeah. Which, you know, kids do. Yeah. Yeah. Any more? In mass like that, though, that's what makes 62? it... 62? Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe uh, a dozen, maybe five or six kids, but no, we're talking like... Every child practically out there on the playground. Yeah. Except so. for the pansies that ran. Sorry to interrupt you there. Every no, once no, no, in a no, while, I'm, as I'm looking through notes, I hope you don't mind, I'll enter some uh, other additional information. As we're both looking through our notes, there are many for this uh, podcast. It's a bunch. Yeah, a lot but, of information out there, which we'll direct you to later. Yeah. First, like I said, I'm going to put a lot of links to, this, to the, these stories and whatnot in the... Uh, description of the podcast episode yeah like here's another quote for example it's like uh again i guess this was uh, just from another teacher i don't believe for a minute you could get that many kids to agree to do something like that i really don't i know children well enough i just don't think that could happen so i'm absolutely sure that something did happen there that day you have this over and over again so they i think you know fully believe what the kids were saying yeah for sure well now right after and then and they also a lot of the kids were saying that they thought this was some type of a local uh, demon creature. What was it called? Tuk- I'm trying to find it here. It's it's a the very to- the Tokolosh. Tokolosh. Yeah, yeah. I have a little bit of information on That's that. That's what I was trying to, s- to find. Go for it. Just kind of jump off to the side here for one second. Yeah. In Zulu mythology, the uh, it's either Tikolosh or the Tokolosh. I think it goes either way. Uh, it's kind of supposed to be like a dwarf-like water sprite. It's considered mischievous, and it's also like an evil spirit that can become invisible by drinking water or swallowing a stone. So we're getting into the mythology here of the region. Yeah. And it's basically just like a little demonic creature. And uh, if you look it up and read up on that thing, its its description is surprisingly close to what they said, which is kind of odd, too. 
So we have a combination of something that resembles something in known mythology from the area as well as uh, a UFO encounter. Right. And it's now, so weird. These, these Toblerones, they do not have crafts they fly around in, though, right? They're just mythical creatures. Just some sort of creature, yeah. right, that's, uh, you know, in the area. Just, right. Toblerones. Did you miss that? I did miss that. I, instead of this oh, is what happens when I'm reading teak, information. Tikaloche. I'm not Lee. I call them the Toblerone. Oh, that's what I thought of. Hey, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was trying. No, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get a good laugh. I think you uh, did. I think when people are listening, I think they're going to be laughing a lot at that. Well, thank you. But so this, so not only did they see a UFO, they had contact. With a being, right? And they yes. communicated with it. Am I am I am I right or wrong? Sort of. They did they communicate though. It communicated with them. Okay. Something about st- their eyes, like when they were talking, like something about like they were. It was almost like a projection in its eyes. They were transfixed mm-hmm. on it, you see, and they couldn't stop staring away from its eyes, like it was projecting that information yeah. telepathically to them w- through its eyes. Yeah, and I saw one of the interviews, and she said that as soon as she broke eye contact, all those visions went away. Everything just vanished. So it was definitely something to do with little Mike. So I'm going to call him. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he wanted to convey that information to these children. And I wonder, if is it because they're children? They're the future? So they can get the next generation, get, get them early, get them going. And that's uh, should be noted also that this is not uncommon. This particular mm-hmm. message that we as a species are going in the wrong direction with our technology. Yeah. Uh, so think about that for just a second. Here you've got these little kids that are telling uh, the, the you know researchers that ultimately go there and talk to them, interview them, and their teachers all telling them the same thing. They would have not known that this is something that actually happens to adults when they have these encounters yeah. as well. That's really weird. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a lot of, you know, sources, a lot of different things meshing up that shouldn't be. Right. Something to think about. Yeah. And as far as, like, stories and stuff about this stuff goes, like the, the Toblerone guy, whatever it is, Tol- Tolkashoi, Tolkashi, Tolkashi? I think that's it. Yeah, stuff like that. The kids knew all about that local Tokolosh. stuff. Tokolosh. Tokolosh. <laughs> Saw him All on a plane. Right. Um, no, I don't want to get into that. I did Burbank. Uh, we were at the Burbank Airport. Yes, ja- we were in the in the plane. He started some shit on one of the planes. What do you? You didn't. T- he started shit. He started shit with the uh, flight attendant. You know what it was? What that funky cold Medina? <laughs> Is that what it was? She was a wild thing. All right. I saw Kiefer Sutherland and Matthew Perry. I saw Matthew Perry too. That is true. Confirmed. I don't. Was I don't Kiefer, miss. Was Kiefer on that same trip? He was on the sidewalk leaving a mattress store. <laughs> All right. What? Kiefer, I'm never wrong. Kiefer, I'm always right with these things. He doesn't I got buy. An eye for he this. doesn't buy his own mattresses. He does. He was. He looked very, uh, you know, mixed up that day. He was sort of confused in his <laughs> disheveled appearance. Was he didn't. He didn't know. <laughs> This is okay. We're getting right. off. Yeah. All right. Tone Loke was in the Burbank airport. It's going to happen occasionally. Okay. I'm sorry. What was it? John Wayne. Yeah. It was John Wayne. Yeah. 
don't look. Were we leaving or were we? Anyway, we were just getting there. Okay. Yeah. He, he was, was it, starting some shit he, on the plane. He was a tall black man in like. It was him. No. I had just watched Heat and he was in Heat <laughs> and I recognized him. The only movie that I consider him great in is Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. The first one. The only good one. Anyways. Sorry about that. Yeah. We'll so, try to contain that for so. future episodes. <laughs> this has been a point of. Tone Loke, Matthew Perry. And who? Kiefer. Conjection for Kiefer. years Kiefer. now. He's Kiefer. constantly said that I didn't see him, and I know I did. I saw Matthew Perry in a nail shop. Kiefer Sutherland. I think you also said you saw Sean White on Sunset. Who? The snowboarder guy with the long hair at the time. No, never saw him. You did say that. He did say that. No, everybody. I didn't. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> no, right. I didn't. Right. I really didn't. Back to the aerial school UFO sighting. Yeah. Where do we leave off? So telepathic messages. Yeah, and just the messages about us. Projector eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're warning us about our technology and all that. I was doing a little bit of research. Ooh. On other. On, on, well, mainly just on this, but then this also got me into like looking at uh, other stories, other other stuff about. And in that uh, that documentary, the phenomenon, which is pretty good. Is that the aforementioned the, one from earlier? Yes. What we're talking about. Yep. They they discuss where can you find that by the way? It's on Amazon Prime. Okay, but it's you have to like rent it. I think it was four dollars for the non HD version. The HD version's five dollars. So <laughs> extra buck. Yeah. You want to splurge on yourself there? Yeah, go for it. You know, it's a lot of footage from the fifties and sixties HD. So go. Anyways, uh, they talked about. Um, have you heard about this? The UFOs. That have been over nuclear missiles, missile silos, and stuff, and it a little bit, and they hover around it, and they sometimes, every once in a while, flash a little beam onto the hatch that you always see open up, whatever that is called. They'll do that. They'll shut down a lot of these silos. Oh, you mean like the nuclear missile? The missiles. Gotcha. Not like a like a plant. No, 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 no. A power plant, but a, no. like a okay. Yeah, but like the missile silos. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah where the actually, missiles would come. I gotcha. Yeah, they'll sit there, hover, and these things are just going haywire. The missile silos are just going ape. Then that they can't. And every one instance in Russia for 15 seconds, these things are about to go off. Like these things, this giant one was just hovered over this missile silo, and they were trying to shut these missiles down. These things, they were about to launch. For like 15 seconds, everybody was in pure panic. Never heard this one. Yeah. This is in, I want to say the 80s, but I'm not sure on that. Cold War era. Yeah. So Russia blasting a few of those off, that would have started a whole to-do. I don't think we'd be talking now. No. No, no, no. So there's that. In which this uh, this brought me on to a little quote. I like quotes. I think, I think quotes kinda, are good. I kind of, this is by a guy. I don't know if you ever heard of him, Albert Einstein. Ian, I don't believe so. Einstein, Albert Einstein. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Check this out. You ready for this? Speaking of new, he married his first cousin, by the way. Well, we're not talking about that here. Okay. Yeah. That's a different. That's a different show. <laughs> uh, check out this quote. You ready for this? Yes. I do not know with what weapons World War Three will be fought, but World War Four will be fought with sticks and stones. <laughs> I like that. It's a good little quote. So perhaps these beings know that we're about to wreak some havoc on ourselves. I, and they're trying to 
trying to stop it? Like by by turning off and on and shutting down these silos, are they just going like, guys, cool it, <laughs> stop it, or we will take these away? I wish they would. I think we need that. Yeah, I think For we sure. need that. Yeah, if shut you're them an down. advanced civilization and you're visiting this uh, beautiful little gym yeah. floating in the cosmos, and you see these ignorant little beings, this ignorant little species constantly fighting amongst ourselves mm. and killing each other. Over nothing, really. Over nothing. Yeah. You know? In the end, it's nothing. I, w- you know, if they're, uh, not what the movies always say, they're here to destroy us. If they're a compassionate race of beings and they want to help us out, they want to bring us into the fold, then maybe they might come down and... Yeah, some of them, but there's many different races. Yeah. So. Like Fire in the Sky, that story, you know, where they really just wreaked havoc on that poor bastard. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I heard an interview with him. I believe he was on Joe Rogan. heard an interview with him. He was saying- What's his name? Travis? Travis Walton. Yeah. And he was saying that- uh, they hit him with that beam of light, whatever, you know, he walked up to it. It wasn't going after him, really. He walked up to it. Walked into it, I guess, right? Yeah, this thing blasted him, right? And then next thing he knows, he's on the ship. And he was saying he never felt threatened. He almost felt like they were apologetic. The movie made it look terrifying. like something. It's I w- one of the more terrifying. Yeah, it's scary. It's probably the most terrifying. Yeah. But he was saying he felt like they were trying to fix the damage they did to him. Oh. Yeah, and like you know, in the movie, I don't know if you've seen the movie, but wow. yeah, 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 um, yeah. But there's there's a part in it, you know, they have that membrane over him, like he couldn't breathe through this membrane. Just thinking about that scene makes yeah. me like, <gasps> yeah, it's like over his face and you know his mouth. So you, and like in the movie, it looks very scary. These things look scary, but he, he obviously couldn't breathe. But he was saying in real life, real life, what happened? He just couldn't breathe the air in the ship. So there was no membrane. It was just like he just couldn't breathe, and they tried to they fixed him. They're not big on oxygen. They don't really need it. I guess, yeah. I guess their atmosphere is a little different than <laughs> a ours. A little different yeah. than ours. Yeah. So, well, I never heard that. Yeah. That's an interesting take yeah. on it. If that's, uh, well, that's directly from him, though. Yeah. So. And he said a lot of people don't like when he says that because people want the scary stuff. That makes sense. But, yeah. But he said he'd never felt threatened because that's not what it is in the movie. The movie is that it it's that scary. It was a yeah. frightening. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I guess if even if they were trying to help me, I think I would still be terrified well i mean if that was closer to what happened in the movie if that's accurate even if it wasn't uh, to meant to be what it was what we thought it was as being bad yeah that would be terrifying yeah yeah now let me ask you this just i was asking people this at work the other day say you're hiking you like to hike alone in the woods i do say you see a little craft Little guy, little little Mike gets out and he says, "Hey, little Mike." He says, "Hey." He what? starts moonwalking yeah, across moon the trail. Yeah, moonwalks up to you, head over the head over the shoulder, looking behind him, looking Slings at you. Slings that though. hair around. Yeah, pulls them shades down. You see, he's got normal eyes, but he keeps them on the bridge of his nose, so they're kind of. He's just looking over the glasses at you, and he says, "Hey, how about you come with us? Let's go." You want to go on a little ride? Not no. You're you're with him, For, like Richard Dreyfus at the end of Close Encounter. Would you just? abandon your life here and just go uh probably not really yeah probably not wow that was not what i was expecting out of you well you know i don't know that that's what the hell do you got going on here (laughs) (laughs) nothing you're right 
What the hell was I thinking? Yeah. Yes, of course I would go. There you go. I got all no right. reason Podcast to be here. Podcast over. That's how I was getting to. And we're done. Yep. Really, though, you'd stay? You'd go. I think so. I like to think I would, but I'd probably be too scared. And- well, I think, too, like, uh, wouldn't that be a cool, you would have disappeared. Yeah. And uh, so then there's that whole, you know, what happened to him, maybe, you know? Maybe that's what happens in some of these cases. There's, you know, going back to the missing 411. Exactly. Lots of disappearances there. Yeah. We don't like to put a particular sort of like uh, reason on what happened or to these people, but in theorize in that direction, we'd like to just kind of give the information once you come to your own conclusions, but that's a possibility that's been put 100%. forward by many people. Yeah, that's my theory. I think from episode one, the introductory episode, aliens. Aliens, that's always. Everything. Everything has to do with aliens. Yeah, and here we have this, you know, aerial school case, which is just like... It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, excuse me. What I was going to say was, uh, oh, they, oh, talking about the power lines, and you said power plants earlier. Did you know, learn this fact, also, every single nuclear power plant in the United States, every single one has experienced some sort of UFO activity. That's very telling. Every something's going on one there. Of them. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. So the closest one to us, Oak Ridge, right? And I looked that up. Bink. It's right there on the internet. Just type in type in your local nuclear power plant and add UFO at the end of it, and there's going to be something there. Well, that's that's an interesting uh, piece of information. Yeah. It's odd. Huh. So I guess maybe maybe just. Maybe they just know. It's like that movie Mars Attacks. Remember, you fire that missile at him, the nuclear missile, and they just kind of suck it up like a like helium. Maybe <laughs> they know it's like just a stupid thing to even be messing with, and in the end, it's just it's it's not the best way to go. Right. So they're just maybe, like you said, it's we're on a beautiful thing here, planet, if you will, floating around. Maybe they want it, and then they just don't want us to destroy it before they get here, so they can destroy <laughs> it themselves. We can theorize all day and night yeah, as to what's for sure. the motivation is here for this. Right. And anything would be as good as the next that you could come up with. Yeah. Uh, I just thought that was interesting. We're screwing it up, though. We yeah. are. Yeah. And if I were, I put myself in their shoes, in their little bitty shoes for just a second. If I was, you know, watching these uh, just ignorant little creatures crawling all over this rock and just destroying yeah. it, you know, I'd try to figure, which which way would I go about this? You know, yeah. Would I just uh, approach them like that, and you know, try to put it in the in the heads of people that they need to do do better, or you know, yeah, it's kind of like kind of like us with ants. Like, in, go out in the backyard, we see this ant hill, it's wrecking our beautiful lawn. We get rid of it. <laughs> we just and get we, rid of it. We are in their backyard. Earth is in their backyard, and we're just pissing all over it. Yeah, and they just they're gonna get rid of us. Yeah, they I try think, nicely first. I think they should. I think I think our time is I think we had a good run. Yeah. It's good enough. I think so. So what if, okay, what if they said we're gonna destroy this earth? Do you want to come ride with us? All right, let's go. All right. There we go. <laughs> All right. So just you. Uh, you can't go get any of your pals with you. There's, there's can't already, get old Justin. There's He's gonna have to stay. There. There's already people there. They've already got some. Yeah. Okay. The select few. You're part of the. You're part of the select. Saved, if like you will. A couple of chicks, maybe. If just. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that just kind of goes without saying. Because you know, I don't want to 
that's how they that's that's their that's their bait to get you on the ship. You see, like you look in the window and you're like, oh man. <laughs> And then when you get in there, the door shuts. They turn into like the whatever they really look like. Yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. They're, yeah, their real form. So yeah, so these kids see these things. That's a UFO sighting, right? Right. And then they had contact with it, a being. That's a close encounter of the third. It's got all kind. the and the first box is checked. Yeah, on well, this one, there is a hole except for abduction. Exactly. And that's, I believe that's the fourth kind. Which, do you want to go through this scale? Yeah. The scale, the J. Allen Hynek scale, who has a little cameo in Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Did you know that? Yes. Richard Dreyfuss, remember when he gets on the ship? Ah, uh, yeah. There's a dude with a beard that comes and looks at him? Yep. That's Mr. J. Allen Hynek himself. He was like head of like Project Blue Book and oh. all kinds of stuff. He created all, he, he was a major skeptic. At first, and then the more he started looking into all this stuff, he turned around completely. Like uh, Mr. Mack here. John Dr. E. Mack. Mack. Yeah. But, but there, there is an encounter scale. I'm just going to run through these. Please. This, are you familiar with these? I am not. So this will, okay. So it's not, you're not going to bore you. No. Okay. I so, like learning new things. That's why we're here. That's why we're all here. So this, this guy, J. Allen Hynek, who is played by Aidan Gillen. In the History Channel show Project Blue Book, which is very good. Anyways, uh, he he came up with this encounter scale because he dealt with all these you know all these cases and stuff. And so they got seven types of encounters. Right, close encounters are the first kind. And this is straight from Wikipedia. Right, close encounters are the first kind is a visual sighting of a UFO seemingly less than five hundred feet, one hundred and fifty meters away. That show, this is where it gets interesting, that show an appreciable angular extension and considerable detail. So I guess like a sighting, like, you know, a light in the sky, that's just, uh, you're looking at something. But if you can actually see the craft, right, that is a close encounter of the first kind. Close encounter of the second kind, a UFO event in which a physical effect is alleged this can be interference in the functioning of a vehicle or electronic device, dogs barking, animals reacting, or a physiological effect such as paralysis or heat and discomfort in mm. the witness. Mm. So I guess they had that one. They had that too, right? They were kind of frozen in place. Yep. I think I think they kind of all said that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is, okay, now they have close encounters with the third kind. Not the movie. This is the real deal. Yeah. UFO encounters in which an animated entity is present. These include humanoids, robots, and humans who seem to be occupants or pilots of a UFO. So they had that too. So far, they've had all these. Every single one of them yeah. in one event. Yep. Now, this is where any like any guy that creates something like this, right? Like the scale. We're only on the third. There's seven. We're only on the third kind right now. Yep. You always going to get some Yahoo that feels like he needs to come in and like put his own two cents in. In this case, it's Ted Blocher. Blocher. Okay. B-L-O-E-C-H-E-R. Blocher. He has six subtypes for the third kind of encounter. We probably... Do we need to go into those today? I don't know. You want to? Eh. You don't have to. All right, fine. Anyways, do you want to finish these? 
the rest of these? Yeah, the big ones, just the main sort of. All right. So we get an idea of what. Okay. Okay. The, what pertains to you know the aerial school especially. Okay. okay. So, so so far we've got all three of those just in that. Right. Top set of this big seven. Right. Okay. So then we got close scanners of the fourth kind, and this is uh, a UFO event in which a human is abducted by a UFO or its occupants. That did not happen. Right. Then we have fifth kind, which is a close encounter with a UFO that involves direct communication between aliens and humans. Now, see there that we get a little. That's pretty close. Yeah. Because he was communicating with them, they could understand what he was saying, and he could communicate with us, he right. or she or it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. this being. Let's see, da, 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 da. then we got the sixth, which is which includes uh, death of a human or animal associated with a UFO sighting. Although this could be considered a more severe example of a second kind encounter. Hmm. So, and the seventh, which is. This is a good one. Uh, The creation of a human-alien hybrid, either by sexual reproduction or by artificial scientific methods. So Yeah. And uh, I guess there's a little bit of uh, controversy over this scale. Some some people say that the fourth was thrown in by somebody else. The fifth was thrown in there. But J. Allen Hynek. You get the idea. There there is at least some sort of uh, unit of measure for these things. Right. You have a metric that you can kind of go by. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. So, there's that. All right. So, that's, uh, boy, they got like five or six yeah. of the, this deal. Yeah. All tick in em, one. Tick them off. Yep. They nailed it. Which is, again, why this one's so important. Yeah. To uh, look into for yourself if mm-hmm. you're going to get into uh, looking into some F- F- UFO stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as you do, J. Allen Hynek <laughs> is a big name in that whole world. He's huge. There's a Mount Rushmore. Of UFO investigators, <laughs> he would be definitely it. be on there for sure. Very interesting. Yeah. So, do you have anything? I saw you looking at something. No, I'm just looking at the notes. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm continuing to do. So this just started making news. The story started going around, right? And then a uh, a local, I guess maybe not really local, but she she lived around there. Her name was Cynthia Hind. She would invest. She was a MUFON. It's a mutual UFO network. She was a field investigator. Also worked with the BBC a little bit, I think. And she heard about this a couple days later, called the dean. What was his name? Colin Mackey? Yes. Yeah. Called him said, have these children draw these pictures quickly. So they, it's fresh on, the, fresh on the brain. Boom, pop them out. So when I get there, I can look at them, you know, interview these kids. And this is when she's the one that showed up with the, uh, I heard it was her son, I'm not sure though, that did the Geiger counter results, but another BBC guy that yeah. knew how to work all that stuff. And like I said, nothing. No radiation or any type of chemical trace or anything like that. Other than, the only thing was left really was just their recounting the story and then those ants, I guess. Possible ants. The, yeah, location yeah. of the. Yeah. Um, she, okay, so Cynthia... Real quick, she had a publication. She chronicled uh, UFO activity in, I guess, all of Africa. Okay. Right? Is that what that was? I think so. I'm pretty sure. And it was called Afra News. Yep. And oh, yeah, she and I published. That link. Sorry to interrupt. No, no. I'll post that link as well. I will put that in the description. Yeah, because uh, 
we're, we're, we're definitely pulling a lot of information from her work that she did. Mm-hmm. And the periodicals were published from 1988 until 2000 when she passed away. And there were 22 issues. And there is a wealth of information on all of the UFO activity that's been happening in Africa in oh, those yeah. in those uh, periodicals. So we would urge you to go and check those out. Yeah. But that's where she's coming from. She mm-hmm. was researching all of this stuff and basically just compiling all this information into the uh, Afro News. Yeah. She heard about this. Had to be there. Had to check it out. And she did. Correct. Which, it's a good thing she did because that's if it wasn't for her... Pictures probably wouldn't be the same because they're fresh. It was a good call. Yeah, very good call on Cynthia's part. So, is this going to lead into Professor Mack? I think so. Yeah. So this guy, head of psychiatry, there we go at Harvard Medical School. No slouch here. Okay. Uh, Mack's clinical expertise was in child psychology, adolescent psychology. Mm -hmm and the psychology of religion. He was also known as a leading researcher on the psychology of teenage suicide and drug addiction, and he later became a researcher in the psychology of alien abduction experiences. Which got him into some little bit of heat with Harvard University. That's where he was the professor at. They were yeah, curious about his yeah. work there. But, once again, he uh, showed some of his research and his findings and interviews and whatnot, and they were like... He well, was completely unbiased when he did all this. 100%. There was no, 100%. He had no leanings any particular way. Mm-hmm. He found that it was just a fascinating phenomenon that was happening all over the world and started researching it. Yeah. And he also, just to just add one more little notch onto his belt, Pulitzer Prize winner. Yep. Yeah, for his, uh, his book a, called A Prince of Our Disorder. Right? Yes. Yeah, Lawrence of Arabia or something like that. I don't know. Who cares? We're not talking about that. Is that right from now. my notes? Did I put that in there? No, I got it right here. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so he shows up, like you said, a couple weeks, month later, or something like that. Uh, like two months later, okay. after I think in December, this happened again in. Uh, in December. Yeah. Okay. That's when he shows up. Yeah. So he shows up, starts talking to these kids, and all the, there's a bunch of video on YouTube. That His you can, interviews, yeah. Yeah, and you can. Me anyway, I could you, you could you could tell that he was like used to talking to kids. He didn't push, he didn't prod, he just let them talk. He actually, I'd read where critics of his actually said that he 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 gave leading questions. You think so? I didn't get that. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I didn't see that at all. And I think if people go and watch that, they'll see that that's that's not the case. I watched a bunch of those interviews because yeah. there's a bunch of them still exist. And I don't think he was asking leading questions at all. And they even, you know, were criticizing the fact that in some shots uh, from that footage that they were talking to him as a group. But I, then you saw that, and then I saw individual interviews, yeah. and they were still saying the exact same thing. And they were very specific. Mm-hmm. Like the flute thing, yeah. all of them were saying this thing was making a sound like a flute. Mm-hmm. Uh and yeah, he, and he would, even said like maybe maybe he was trying to lead, but I don't think when he asked her that he said was all. it a hum, was it a roar, was it a something? That's all. And she goes, right. she just thought about it for a second, sound like a flute. It's like so you can tell she came up with it on her own. He was 100%. not directing her in any way. Yeah, I saw that critic, you know, them criticizing him, and I was like, when I after I'd, after I'd watched all that stuff, yeah, and I was like, he's not doing that at all. 
Yeah, I, he's I, I didn't. Pulitzer Prize winning. He's got some credentials in this. He's not doing that. Mm-hmm. He's there to find out what they experienced. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll see that too. And they all have like this uh, sort of like uh, almost like a blank stare. They're not they're not emotional. They're just sort of giving answering his questions. Every single one of them that I saw was mm-hmm. doing that. So if you watch those interviews, just, you know, take note of their facial expressions when he's talking to them. Yeah. And in that, let me try that again. In that documentary I mentioned, The Phenomenon, they, at the very end of it, if you just want to fast forward to that, if you're not interested in anything else, they, the kids come back to the school. And at this point, you know, obviously they're grown adults and they're, they're not changing their story. They're still saying it makes them uneasy being there. And they're, it's exactly the same story. Like nothing, they're not, nobody has ever said they made it up. So, and I guess it. On into adulthood. Yeah. They've been maintaining the same story, every mm-hmm. single one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you yeah. know, it's very odd. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, and I guess at the end of it, John Max said he he believed him. Like he couldn't sense any. No deception. Shenanigans going on, nothing. No deception. Exactly. So, and again, why would they? Right. There wouldn't have been, like, there was no, again, you're dealing with five-year-olds and and 10-year-olds and 12-year-olds. There Mm -hmm. weren't, you know. Yeah. And they had no, I don't know. Mass conspiracy to come together. That that none of them really knew about UFOs and aliens. Like, that wasn't part of their. No. Culture there, I guess. Culturally speaking, it wasn't, you know. Yeah, they knew about that local demon or whatever but nothing and i think that probably came after the fact like them saying you know the tokolish tokolosh tokolones i think that sort of came after the fact that they said well you know that is one of the uh i guess maybe because of their description thinking the adults were saying that they think probably thinking of the okay that that could have affected them if they knew about that like you see what i'm saying yeah like that could have been I don't know. Maybe they just were were going off that. Okay. In, you know, I don't know. So, very strange. Yeah. That's really, it's really about it. Like, nothing, nothing ever really came of it. Obviously, we haven't changed our ways. No. So. <laughs> no, we haven't. I mean, it just, that's really it, as far as I can tell. Yeah, and like, uh. I guess this would have been like, uh, as I'm looking kind of through uh, Cynthia Hines' Afro News, because I have a couple of the uh, pages from her articles on that printed out. If you go looking through her books, her, her booklets, you'll see drawings in there. Drawings have been provided that the, that the um, and, and not just in this instance where the kids provided drawings, but also uh, some of the other drawings of the ufo activity that was happening in the area at the time and a lot of that stuff you'll see in the drawings they all kind of match up uh which is really kind of weird the shapes of everything and like sort of the trailing uh lights the descriptions of the ships they all kind of match up and i think uh the aerial school if you're looking for that one in particular it's case number 96 if you should go reading because they're all in pdf form uh, like I said, we'll provide the link to Afro News, mm-hmm. and they're all there, all of her years of work, so you can read it for yourself. Yeah. September 16th, 1994. So it was a beautiful day, clear and warm. Sweltering. A bluebird day is what they call it. Bluebird. Well, that's more Australian. 
Not a, right. yeah. accent was off, but okay. Bluebird. Bluebird. Not a cloud in the sky. Yeah. So, like, you know, you couldn't really kind of describe it away as, like, some sort of, like, you know, weather event either because the weather was perfect that day. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, and they saw an alien. All <laughs> <laughs> right, right. What swamp gas looks like aliens? Well, None. say swamp gas. Well, it's because... Check this out. Swamp gas. One of the biggest regrets of J. Allen Hynek was ever trying to explain away a sighting by saying swamp gas because the government took that and really? ran with it. Yep. That's where they got it from. Yep. J. Allen Hynek. Same he, guy. He did a lot for this. Yeah, and so definitely go and go go and read through her uh her work there because there's so much information uh in those that we couldn't possibly get to today. There's no way. Lots of quotes mm-hmm. and uh, firsthand information. Yeah, and really, like, I was thinking about it, like for all the different articles and interviews and stuff. There's a lot of them, and it really, it really is just a cut and dry story. Like you have 15 minutes, bada bing, bada boom. Like that was it. Nothing. Like that's it. Every article is pretty much the same. Yep. And yeah. So. Think can about you, that. Can you hear these papers shuffling? I, that's all. The, that's all of our data. Just, that's just a sound effect. There's no paper here. I'm just. I'm adding that in. <laughs> Post digitally. Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I th- I think I think we covered it so far. So. Um, you know, just kind of like uh, so far, which I, we can also provide this in the um, show notes as well. It's um. We would urge you to probably go and check out John Mack's book, where a lot of this information is also located, called Passport to the Cosmos. Yes. And, uh, oh, we mentioned earlier, too, that uh, John Mack, he passed away in 2004. He got hit by a car. Hit by, in England, right? London? Yeah. He was crossing the street. Unbelievable. Don't know if that was a drunkard. Coincidence? Or was it planned? Yeah, he was doing a lot of work there, talking about this stuff, yep. kind of bringing some attention to it. I wonder. Was it intentional? They took him out. Because he was, uh, yeah. So, yeah, there's a, a really good book, Passport to the Cosmos. See if you can get your hands on a copy of that. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. He was, uh, check this out. He was he, The drunken driver was heading west on Totteridge Lane. Just a very English-sounding lane. Totteridge. <laughs> And the guy's name, Raymond Chekhowski, the driver. Uh-oh. <laughs> Is that Russian? The sneaky Russians. Darn Russian. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's too bad. Yeah, because I would really like to have seen what uh, like more work he would have done in this because he wasn't finished. For sure. It seemed like his work was really kind of just leaving uh, where he had started and kind of going in this direction. You know, mm-hmm. uh, just as I'm, as I'm looking through the book here, I just I think this is a, an interesting quote uh, from his book. Allowing for variations in the children's perceptions and artistic style, just talking about the images, the drawings. They were all remarkably consistent as it happened. We had already scheduled a trip. This is him talking about him going there uh, to South South Africa. Unrelated to that incident, we came into the school December 2nd or 3rd. 
by then, some of the children had already been interviewed two or three times. I guess you were talking about the BBC at that mm-hmm. point had already gone in. Mm-hmm. And uh, each one of their uh, accounts were consistent. Yeah. Again, just reiterating the point that they were, you know, and they have been since that time, sticking to the same story. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think even a couple of them said that's if they wa- if they could relive one event yeah, from was- their life, that that's the event, that's the thing that they would like to relive. Yeah, which if, is if you uh, go into it a second time, you're not going to be as scared, right? You're going to look for more, I guess, right? It's like yeah, because like while they know what happened, right, right. They they want to see it again. Yeah. Just to like, you know. Take it all in. Take it all in again. Confirm exactly. it for themselves. Yeah. Because, you know, you're thinking about stuff that happened to you when you're five years old. You know, it's like. Yeah. Think back on your own childhood. The abyss terrified me. Right. Now. I love it. Is it their perception as an adult being that child going back? Or is it them just wanting to be a child again and see it? You know. Yeah. And I'll- know. I'd, I'd like to think I, w- I would want my adult brain and just and like and just watch myself and then really mainly just watch little Mike. <laughs> and try to little Mike. Yeah, that's his. <laughs> that's his little nickname now. Yeah, he said you know the reactions were you know kind of a mixture of nervous fascination and a, and uh, attraction to great terror. Uh, like I said earlier, that's you see that in their faces uh, when they're given the interviews. It's 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 really a fascinating case. Yeah, in one of the interviews with John Mack, the little girl, she was he asked her, uh, did she have these thoughts about the environment and human being technology and all that before? Anything at all ever thinking about this before, or was it the experience? She and she like takes her time and looks and like it was the the experience after the experience. And that's the only time I've ever thought of it. So it's really weird. Mm-hmm. This is a. They should Odd be case. doing this more often to more human beings. Yeah, you would think so. But, but just, you know, again, to like you know, it's it's kids having that, and the kids didn't know right. that that's happened many many in a, you know other UFO encounters where you get that you know telepathic message that we're going the wrong way. Yeah. So that again puts more validity into this uh, story. Yeah. You know, that's just really. Yeah, well, would you like to? Do you have anything else? Because I mean, I can. I have a. I, during my my research, I came up with a with a Justin's final thought, final thought slash theory. I'd love to hear it as I'm kind of continuing to look through my notes, some of which are from John Mack's book. But you can go if I just give. Do you want me to read it or do you want to read it? You've never. You haven't read this yet. My final thought. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, and it's it's down here in, in all caps, right? Is it just one sentence? One sentence. This is how I'm gonna. This is my theory on what happened. All the kids are liars, and they just wanted some candy. <laughs> Done. Mystery solved. You got it. Yep. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. That's all. That's it. I don't know. Thought that you be... built that up. I know for. Even before the podcast, before even you had this built up. I had the laptop open. I was building it up, and I was so ready. I thought you were going. I thought there was like a whole page of nope. stuff you were going to be reading nope. there. Just a stupid way to end this. They're just a bunch of lying little shits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they much. just wanted some free candy from the tuck shop. The tuck shop. 
never heard that term until this uh, little I haven't either. podcast, by the way. Yeah. Well. I, I really, there's so many pages here laid out before me. Is there nothing else we can add to this? Um, let's see. I can do some more J. Allen Hynek stuff. <laughs> let's not feel like we need to... Uh, uh, just uh, pop away here so fast. Let me tell you, uh, he was uh, he was born in Chicago to uh, parents uh, <laughs> lived in Chicago. Um, <laughs> oh man! 1936, he joined the Department of Physics and Astronomy at Ohio State. Uh, that and I'm, I'm kidding. I'm not going to go into any more of that. But if you start looking into this, Jay Allen Hynek's a big name. I'm going to say that. Yet again. But yeah, I think that's all I have, honestly. Okay. So All right. Sorry. I was far away from the mic. Yeah. I do have some quotes from the kids here. I think this is um I could throw in a couple more of these. Yeah. That you'll see. Um uh, to hell with it. <laughs> all right. You guys can go find all this your damn self. Stop listening to this. What are you doing listening to this? Go we've find this yourself. We've introduced you to it. Yeah. I think that's uh, basically the uh, the gist of it. Yep. All right. Well, let's want to wrap this puppy up. Yeah. Let's all right. call it a day. Yeah. Well, um, I guess we're going to end it with the usual, right? If you like this, go to iTunes, subscribe, rate, review. Yeah. Um. I'm going to put also in this, we said the show notes, we'll put this information, but uh, I will make an Instagram yeah. posting, include books and information mm-hmm. there, what we've been talking about. Yeah, maybe some of the children's drawings. Some of the drawings, yes. which you can find online, I'll put them there. Mm-hmm. So go find us on Instagram, Terribly Vex Podcast. What about a picture? Check this out. Okay. John A. Mac. Yes. Yeah. All yeah. of that will be included there. I like it. And I'll try and do that this week. Yep. And uh, as well as, since I'm trying to dig through about 50 pages of information, there's very there's some interesting quotes. I'll put those up on there, too. And eventually, this, this stuff's going to make its way to our website, also. Yeah, that's slow going. I'm still trying to figure all that out. That's a, they say it's so simple. Yeah. Maybe I'm just an idiot. <laughs> I guess it depends on what you're trying to do. Yeah. You know what else? And we haven't me? fully determined that yet with the website. That's true. We haven't really talked about it at all. I just got it because URLs were on sale. <laughs> but also, you know, you know what's really bothering me? What? That's a little 13-inch Mac. So much stuff on that tiny screen. It's just I, that's that's another thing that really is bugging me about this computer. But you're gonna get you a MacBook Pro. What am I made of money? <laughs> I don't know. All right. They're only five grand. That's what, true. What's your problem? That's true. Guys, if you want to chip in, just send it my way. I got the, <laughs> I got a Venmo. I also take Bitcoin. That's on the rise. Doge. Oh, did I tell you? You hear about Doge going up a little bit? Uh, Sure. Listen to this. I pumped in $20 in the Doge a long time ago. I had like almost 1,800 Doge coins. They were like .0002 cents each. Right. It just hit like 30 cents the other day. Sweet. Nope. Because I sold it and bought Bitcoin. Because I was told Doge was a joke. I lost that on like. I I really know nothing about it. And every time I try and read into it, uh, 
I just uh, am really bored. You gloss over. Yeah. yeah. It's really something I gloss over with, so I, I really don't care, and I don't think I ever will. It's the future. Are we just at that age like where we just like the future. Like, we're not going to try to... I don't like where we're going, yeah. uh, you know, like those uh, little greasy-haired aliens. That's what little so. Mike was talking about, <laughs> Bitcoin. <laughs> I don't like where we're going, so... Yeah. Uh, I don't really want to look into any of that. You know, we should that should be our new logo. It's like a little mic. We should do a little little mic. That should be you should be our mascot. Okay. Oh yes. We've been trying to figure that out. Created for months. little mic. I like it. I do too. All right. All right, yeah. So be on the lookout for that post on Instagram. Instagram, that's Terribly Vex Podcast. On Instagram, Twitter too, I think. No. We've not posted a single thing. Yeah, we really mainly use, just use Instagram. We probably should do more. But visuals. The visuals are yeah. handy there. Yeah. And uh, podcast at gmail.com with any comments, questions, Concerns. show ideas, you know. Yep. Anything like that. And I think that about does her. For this episode. Yeah. We'll be coming at you. We're not sure what we're going to talk about. We'll be back with something very, very... Or Do we have something? For the next episode? Yeah. We um, talked a little bit. Well, like, so we started with our regional stuff with the missing people. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we jumped to the other side of the planet uh, to get into yeah. this a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. We may come back to the southeast because there's a lot of strange things down here. In That's the southeast. true. A lot of regional stuff. Mm-hmm. Um... I know one time I mentioned, and this was actually mentioned by Dwight, because we had a question for him about the Moon-Eyed people. Right. Uh, so we may do an episode soon about that. See, that's what I'm going to have to learn all about. I know nothing about that. I don't really know much either. I, you know. I think you didn't you make an Instagram post about the I Moon-Eyed did. people. So there is, that's there is up one. there on Instagram at Terribly Podcast. So be on the lookout. Something's on my freaking ear, man. Uh oh. All right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's it, I guess. We'll see you next time. Hey, good goodbye from me, Justin. Hey, and goodbye from me, Josh. All right. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.